a global co-working and conference community, we've had our fingers on the pulse of co-working since 2012, and we've connected thousands of operators, both in person and online. On the Juicy Podcast, we talk with the people making it happen day in and day out. Let's get to it. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to have Justin Harley from Yardy back with us. And Justin, like, what's your title nowadays? My title is, is Regional Director for UK and Ireland. So uh, I'm super excited to be here too. So I have the pleasure of looking after uh, Yardi's business, both flex workspace, residential real estate um, Mm. markets, which are are big growth markets for us. Ooh, okay. Well, we'll get to that. I want to hear more about that. And, you know, but I always start out, I finally have figured out that I need to focus on the people. So I always ask first, how are you? And I'm not talking about your business. I'm talking about you personally. Uh, Liz, I couldn't be better. I'm great. Thank you very much. And thank you for asking. I continue to go about my life oblivious to all the the pains of everybody else and focus on what I need to do and keep smiling. So I'm very happy. I, I, I'm very lucky. <laughs> I think that I've had COVID twice, but I've not been too bad. And otherwise, I'm good. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I have not had COVID to my knowledge, but I feel sure I will at some point and uh, hopefully it'll be an easy one. And how are things at Yardi? Yardi's great. So it continues to grow and and, uh, continues to move on relentlessly in terms of its development in all things real estate. So Mm -hmm. um, great place to be, actually. It's a great place to work. I thoroughly enjoy it. I love the I love the speed at which things move. And as you know, I'm, uh, I just love technology. But actually, I like the application of technology and, and actually some of the core beliefs in that Yardi have, which is really about single source of the truth. They just resonate with me. And I think they resonate with our customers. You know. Oh, talk more about that. What do you mean? Yeah, well, I think, I think it's something that we believe as a business is that there are so many different software systems out there that it's, it, it can be a minefield for people. And very often, you know, there is such demand for accurate data from everybody. And there are buzzwords in technology. People talk about big data. But actually, you know, realistically, you know, investors want accurate data. And it's not just financial. They want KPIs. The operations teams want accurate data. People want data so that they can look at it and make decisions instead of doing rubbishy, crappy jobs, putting stuff in systems, which is no good to anybody. Mm -hmm. So, and what I mean by single source of the truth is having your systems so complete that you have one database. Mm. You have one database, and that database is the source of the truth. And it helps you manage external things that are now important for compliance, such as GDPR, for example. You know, managing GDPR is something that is really hard all around the world. It's not just a mm-hmm. UK thing. You know, we, we've we we're in this great situation in my business where we've exited the Europe, rightly or wrongly, and uh, but we look after Ireland. The GDPR regulations are different to I in Ireland to the UK. So you know, interesting nuances mm-hmm. has different legislation. But things like that, if you've got one database, GDPR is never easy to manage, but it certainly becomes easier 
to manage. So it's it's a real core philosophy of, mm-hmm. of Yardi is that the system is complete as it can possibly be. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I know you're always making moves and growing and challenging your team, but what are you most excited about for this year? I'm excited about a couple of things. I've got my uh, flexible workspace head on here today. So I'm really excited for a number of things that we see, and I'm going to talk UK and Ireland specific. I can't Mm -hmm. In US, but one there is a, a a real awakening for commercial real estate in terms of you know there are <laughs> there are some massive office mm-hmm, mm-hmm. owned by pension funds and there's an awakening to to what they will call flex, but I think the real challenge will be you know have they got the the wherewithal to make the changes to make the cultural shift that they need to do to kind of support the demands of of, of what businesses want today, which has changed a lot. So yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm excited selfishly because I think it's a tremendous opportunity for us uh, as a business. But I'm also really excited for my friends in the the co-working sector because ultimately this presents tremendous opportunity for them. You know, these these guys, uh, you know, this commercial real estate business is coming in. They need help, help. They need expertise. And uh, in the UK and Ireland, we're blessed with so many people that have been brilliant at running flexible workspace mm-hmm. and for years. And actually, you know, I think some of the partnerships we're seeing is testament to their knowledge. You know, if I look at people like Johnny Rosenblatt and Spacemade right now, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's great to see. And uh, it, it's great to see their expansion and some really lovely, lovely places and yeah, great places to, to work. So I think yeah, I'm really excited about that, Liz. Yeah, I am too. I was um, just hanging out in some co-working spaces here in Austin, Texas last week, and they were just buzzing. I mean, every office taken, meeting rooms booked, can't get in a phone room. Like it was packed. And I was like, oh, here it is. Yeah. And and I agree. And I, I have a shout out for uh, somebody that I went to see last week. So, you know, I went to a place called The Fisheries. You should look it up. It's so amazing. And actually what was, what was delightful in going there was it was absolutely buzzing and it, it was great to see. And, you know, and it's, you know, it was great just to be in an environment that was vibrant and lively and, you know, it took me back to all the old days from two years ago. It was great. Totally, totally. I was having like nostalgia and excitement because I, you know, there are some benefits to working from home, you know, lack of interruption. I can get the phone booth whenever I want, but like I miss people. I need the energy. I need to be in a collaborative workspace. Me too. And I, I, you know, I couldn't concur more. And I think that, you know, that I certainly would go you know kind of or some people would say a little bit do lally already but I go even more do lally by being alone all day even though you know we have lots of collaboration tools at work and things like that but it's not the same it's not it's not absolutely not and you know one of the things I wanted to ask you about I know you've done a ton of work on Yardy Cube is you know we've seen lots of changes to Yardy Cube but not everybody's aware of them we actually did a tech talk and juicy membership and we're amazed at all of the changes you guys have made what's like the one thing that people don't know that Yardy Cube does that like you guys are super proud of I think the really what the, the big thing 
thing about what Yardi Cube does is that it comes back to my single source of the truth, is that it is a single source of the truth. It's not a system that just plugs into other system. It has, it sits on top of the amazing Yardi Voyager system, which means it's a full accounting package. And what that means is that uh, customers who take Yardi Cube can benefit from all the other amazing things that Yardi do in real in real estate. And they're simple things, Liz, that actually the industry doesn't realize. So for example, I go to my office, which is a flexible workspace. It's a brilliant, very cool, flexible workspace when I go to London. And every morning, the team there, they take their trolley round and they get in early and they take their trolley round, round and they check in the meeting rooms and they've got a little checklist and, they, um, and they're ticking off the, uh, the checks that they have to do every day to make sure it's clean, it's tidy, the drinks are stocked. Uh, I mean, you know only too well. You <laughs> everybody does this. Yeah, you know, I know you've had Nikki Fuchs on here and Nikki has her, you know, her, her written down procedures. But actually it's crazy we're doing that on bits of paper in Excel and in kind of, I suppose, traditional property terms. That's just an inspection, you know. So that could be like, you know, it's the same thing as going to have a look at a, an office and saying, hey, do I need to clean it? What do I need? Check the carpet, check check whatever it needs to be. When your business starts to expand, it becomes difficult to manage on scale. So if you know that that is happening because you've you've given your teams the tools, whether that be on a mobile phone or a, an iPad to go around and check those things out, the fact is you can see they're being done. And when things need to be ordered, they can be ordered via the purchasing system all in one one. Mm. One move, and so and so for me, the the really cool stuff that I think people don't realize that we do is all of it. It's not just about the front end. We do it all. So if you want to run, if you want you know real accurate data about your 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 co working space, there is only RDQ. Everything else is a combination of systems, whether it be a competitor software linked into an accounting software, linked into Excel spreadsheets, linked into everything else. And well, that difference that I don't think people realize. Well, well, it's so good and succinct because just this morning I was challenging folks in Juicy membership because I saw somebody do a very good two sentence on Twitter who they are as a workspace. And I was like, as it gets more crowded, you have to be able to articulate exactly who you are and what differentiates you from everybody else, which is yeah. exactly what you just did. As your space becomes more crowded, you know, you have to know what makes you different. And that's yeah. such a great point. It does. And it's, it's um, and I think that's important. And I think that, that what's happening right now is, you know, I said, what am I, you asked me what I was excited about. And I said, you know, commercial real estate, that's probably the first time anyone's been excited about it. <laughs> Well, it hasn't changed in hundreds of years. No, no, exactly. And, but interestingly, you know, the the types of relationships between um, commercial real estate and flex space are evolving rapidly. Mm -hmm. One one reason why this single source of truth and I'll harp on about it is really important is you might have different investors and different partners to grow your uh, portfolio. Each of those may require different reporting on a regular basis. I mean, you know, um, one thing we've learned from, say, the student accommodation sector, they may be running, they they may be running, they might be managing buildings on behalf of, I don't know, 100 landlords, for example. Imagine the reporting on that performance every month. <laughs> That's horrible. And, and you know, one, and, yeah. another thing I don't think people understand about Yardi is like how 
big you guys are. Like when we were on a call with Warren, he mentioned that you guys were second only to CoStar. And I was like, what? And I was like, that's amazing that you guys have that kind of data. Can you just give us some super high level for people that don't understand how big Yardi is, how big Yardi is? Yeah, absolutely. So so in terms of Yardi, I mean, it depends how you want it in terms of what kind of numbers and metrics. But but in, in reality, you know, I think there's some really interesting things. Yardi is in terms of nearly 8,000 employees around the world. We have offices in over 60 countries. In Europe alone, we have 2,000 employees. I mean, you know, just, just putting that into perspective mm-hmm. of the scale. But we, in terms of things like residential real estate, we our software manages over 15 million residential units around the world. I mean, that's just staggering, you know, in terms of, you know, 15 million people mm-hmm. are kind of being managed by, by Yardi. Commercial real estate, the same, the numbers are staggering. But what's really great is it's still privately held. So whilst it might be a large business, mm-hmm. relatively flat management structure, it's privately held. And therefore, you know, my perception is decision-making is fast, it's nimble. And, you know, that's a great place to be. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I love your perspective of seeing across like real estate and multifamily and student and everything. How do you, do you see, like I've, I've seen, I saw an article like last month come out from a multifamily Mm-hmm. publication talking about how they need to integrate co-working. Are we finally going to see that like yes. level that was not used? It was like their community area with a Keurig and no one in it become co-working? Well, I, I think there's some way to go. I think it's interesting. There are some in the States, multifamily in the, the UK, we call it built to rent, but there there are there are some operators that are embracing co-working absolutely. And they are, it's a part of their offering. And in fact, the building of the future will contain multiple types of assets. So that will be residential, it will be co-working. It may be some shops and retail on the frontage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all of those elements will be combined. I'm not saying that's every building, but I think, you know, we're certainly seeing that. I mean, I mean, I know in the uh, in the US, you probably know huge operators like Graystar. Well, they're all over the world and they're putting in co-working in a number of their new developments. So it, it is something that it is something that we're seeing more and more. There's still a model where there are partnerships, of course. So in London, the old Olympic Village back from 2012 is run by um, an operator called Get Living, and, and they have partnerships with a couple of flexible space operators running flexible spaces on the village. So I think as, as these areas become neighborhoods, then... Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, everyone needs a place to work, right? So, and I think that, you know, I did go into some kind of residential developments and they were the old kind of booths, co-working booths. Mm-hmm. I think they're realizing that no one wants that, that mm-hmm. people want open spaces and they, they want the right places to do work that they need. So I think there's that's something that we're only going to see evolve more and more and that flexible workspace, co-working, whatever we want to call it, is an important part of the whole experience. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting. I recently looked up the the terms on Google, and yeah. co working is through the roof, and flexible workspace yeah. is still just like a little blip. Well, I think you're, it's it's so interesting, and and I thought of you the other day actually, and I I was out with someone, and he said I hate the term flexible workspace. He said oh, I's co working I'm in, and actually he is running a proper workspace. And I I said to him, you know, what would you call it? He said it's just a workspace. That's all it is. It's a work 
workspace. It's a it's a workspace, and it, you know he was very passionate about it, which was great to see. And it, and again, it, it is really. And different. you know, here's my thing: is is to me, co working is people that focus on community. So if we just take the co out and make it community, it's community. Yeah working instead of just working. It's about being around people. It's about vibing off other people. It's about that energy that you get when there's other humans around that you can't replicate at home or in a coffee shop. And so for me, it's community working, not co-working. Yeah. And I, and I, I would concur with that. I mean, I'm not one for semantics, but, but I, but I, I do believe that, you know, if I look at what we're doing as a business right now and how we're using our, our spaces, we're using more and more community type spaces, but we're going there to work as teams. We're collaborating. So we're going there and going, yep. oh, do, you know, do you know what? We can't do this on Zoom or Teams. We need to get in a yeah. room. We, we, you know what we need? Post-it notes and we need, yeah. we need whiteboards and we yeah. need scribble and we want to we want to bounce ideas off one another so that we can say, hey, that's a really good idea. Let's do that. So, yeah. And we, we're increasingly doing that more. And interestingly enough, and I think this is a challenge for the sector, is what we're not doing is going there and sitting there and working one-on-one all day. But, but you know what? I think the sector is actually answered to that. And I think part of it is the aggregators because people are booking meeting space off the charts, project yeah, space. That's right. And so I do think, and, and, and operators are out there changing like underutilized space into meeting rooms, or if they've mm. got an office suite that isn't being utilized, they turn it into a community space. So I think we are answering to it, but yeah, definitely we're seeing a lot more project-based work and teamwork. People just need to get get together. So I'm interested with your history and you've been in this industry for a long time and there's so much talk that co-working's going to just become just like the hotel industry. There's going to be a couple of big players with a bunch of brands underneath, which, you know, the recent acquisition of um, Common Desk by We work tends to kind of point to, well, maybe it is. What do you think? Do you think we're going to become just like the hotel industry? I think there'll always be similarities. And I think there are bits that you're learning from hospitality and people take from hospitality. And if you look at some, and again, I'll speak about the UK. If you look at some of the people that are really making moves at the moment, there's some real hospitality influence in what they're doing. I think at the end of the day, the product is different, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that it is a different product. It's a different offering. But I think there are elements that the industry inevitably will take and from hospitality, as it will from other sectors too. Totally. Yeah. So so I think it's its own sector. I think it always will be. And uh, But I think like any good business people, people are going to take the good bits from other sectors and learn and then apply them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then what do you think it looks like, you know, for the rest of of this year and kind of into next year? I've been talking about the Roaring 22s that it's like coming <laughs> back like a tidal wave. What what are you seeing over in well, London? I, I, I hope you're right. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I usually am, um, Justin, yeah. FYI. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, no, I do hope you're spot on on that. It's funny, I suppose over the last couple of years, we've been sitting there and saying laughing about crystal balls and no one's got one so we you know i'm i'm but but interestingly there are some early signs that are really really positive so i think that occupancy levels are encouraging and i think people are really really uh, happy about that 
I think pricing is still a little soft. And I think that when I speak to people, if I say, can you change one thing? And they say, how can I get the prices to get back to where they were? And naturally, if your pricing is softer and your occupancy is high, your uh, your capability of earning cash is, is restricted. So that's something just to be aware of, I think. But mm-hmm. I think... I hope in the deals, and we're certainly seeing a level of inquiries that are very high, I hope in the deals that people are doing, they're building in the ability to put step rents up or, or whatever that may be, whatever incentives they might be pushing out there. So that that's one thing that I think is really important. The other thing is there's definitely, and I think this is exciting if you can capitalize on it, there's an in, an increase from enterprises in demand. So, you know, larger companies are saying, hey, we need to look at this as an offering. I'll give you an example, right? So Yardi, we had 10,000 square feet in a place called Milton Keynes. We had a 10-year lease. We came to the end of the lease. We now have uh, given up the lease and we are now in flexible workspace in Milton Keynes. So, you know, I, I think that's an opportunity for, for everybody. And we wouldn't have been a customer in that area at all. But I think, so I think there's more of that happening. I think that's a really exciting thing. And long may that continue. And I can't see it not continuing, if I'm, I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, I was talking last week with a group of operators and they were like, we're really not seeing corporations yet. And I'm like, no, corporations move very, very slowly, but they're coming. And by the time they get there, they're going to find a lot of these spaces are full. And it's so funny because I'll never forget Steve King saying in 2011, somebody was at an event in Austin and they were they were disheartened because they were in this massive city and a second co-working space was opening in 2011. And they're like, this is terrible. And Steve King said, you can't build them fast enough for the demand coming your way. And I literally get up on stage at Juicy every year and say that. And it's still true. <laughs> I think I think that's right. So I think it's a year of consolidation that we've got ahead, but I mm-hmm. think that got to be positive right i mean you know mm-hmm. that event already you know we're seeing new entrants come in we're seeing some really interesting shifts and changes in the marketplace in the uk and ireland and i i, I um long may that continue i hope um you know i hope it continues on this upward trend it was kind of heading that way in november and then we you know we have mm-hmm. those. but actually you know 2022 you're right it started it started quick and i think that's great but it's, you know what where are we with the 7th of february well so, and i also think people no. are their time to recover from a blip is much faster yes. like before it was like oh we're going to wait a little while and uh, now they're like i'm back <laughs> yeah 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 i think that's true as well i i, I do think that's true so yeah I think, you know, it's going to be, uh, I'm optimistic about the year. Oh, I'm crazy optimistic. Like I expect everybody to be on a wait list. And if you're not, there's a problem. Okay. So just one last fun one, because we got to end it on a fun note. I think I know what your superpower is, but I want to hear what you think your superpower is, Justin. It's a really tricky one, this, because I'm sure that when superpowers were given out, I was probably uh, last in line or something. You were having a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Having a beer. Um, superpower. That's a really tricky one, actually. I, 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 um, I, I'm now shying away into modesty and, and stuff like that. But I think, I think probably an ability to get on and listen to people is my superpower. I, I think to create long 
stable relationships. I think that is probably something that I've been able to do all my life. And it it, it serves, has always served me really well. I love it. I love it. And I, I would concur. I think you're great at that. You are great at that. Well, everybody, we have come to the end of our time with Mr. Justin Harley from Yardy. And of, as always, I leave our conversations happy and excited about the future and blessed to know you, my friend. And Liz, thank you very much. Great fun. Enjoyable as ever. <laughs> cool. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Juicy Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and like. We'll be back soon with more Juicy Podcasts. In the meantime, be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter on gcuc.co. Have a great day. Ciao.